Welcome back to the Christian Soldier Podcast as we continue to look at the Mormon uh, issues uh, that we face. Uh, Mormonism, some people say, well, is it a denomination? Is it a church? Well, by definition, it's a cult uh, by its beliefs and by its doctrines, and especially by uh, its leaders claiming uh, special knowledge, and that uh, they had special knowledge, special revelation that no one else had. Uh, you know, we see that the Bible is open to us, and that is not of any private interpretation. Uh, it says in First Peter, so uh, that's the definition of a cult that they're that only their way, uh, and their special revelation from God, and no one else had that revelation. So uh, that is something that is very. Uh, you know, dangerous to get into. But talking about Mormonism, it's a very common thing today. Uh, you know, if you're walking around, going different places, you'll see Mormon missionaries. But sometimes we're a little ignorant about exactly what they believe. And uh, we dealt with this last week, uh, looking at the founding of Mormonism. So uh, we're really going to look at the Book of Mormon today. Uh, the Book of Mormon. Uh, you know, in 1 Corinthians 14, it tells us that God is not the author of confusion. And the purpose of that passage was in the church, there was the exercising of the sign gifts, that of speaking in tongues, and also administration of the church. And Corinth had a lot of trouble uh, with doing things properly in the church. 1 Corinthians 11 talks about the Lord's Supper, how to properly administer that. Uh, and as we look at things that are confusing and things that are contradictory, those things are not of God. Man creates his own contradictions, and the devil introduces contradictions. So, uh, but when, when we hear the Book of Mormon, it's like, oh, that's just their book, but what does it mean? But really, uh, they claim it is an addition to the Bible, uh, and that it deals with, it's, uh, it's allegedly is an abridged account of God's dealings with the original inhabitants of the American continent uh, from two, uh, 2247 B.C. to AD 421. And that reclaimant was originally engraved in gold plates by ancient prophets and uh, in the language of Reformed Egyptian. Uh, there is no such thing as Reformed Egyptian, as if you look that up and try and study that. Uh, even the Mormons themselves today said that there is no such language, and they can't really explain that. Uh, and so the Book of Mormon was translated. Uh, the, uh, an angel gave them to Joseph Smith, and that uh, he had a seer stone. Uh, that uh, he would, which is pretty much uh, he and his brothers had actually con artists originally, uh, you know, trying to divine where water was and do different things like that. <clears throat> and uh, Searstone is like a magic trick. Uh, so what they would do is he would have a white top hat and he had the Searstone and he would place it in the hat and he would look, put his face into the hat and uh, look, and uh, those, the, the plates, uh, that, and he had the gold plates there, and uh, he put the seer stone uh, up to his eye, and he would see the symbols appear in the English translation underneath, and then so he would call it out. So he'd be looking into a darkened hat with a stone in there, and um, 
that a scribe would write down whatever he told them to write down of what he was seeing. It was character by character and word by word, uh, as soon as it was written down and it was repeated that it was written down correctly, then it would disappear, then the next word would appear. And it was all miraculous, he said. Of course, no one could see this except him because his face was in the hat, so that is suspect right there. So, uh, But we look at, uh, people look at the Book of Mormon and they say, well, this is the book we trust. Well, it's a book that's been changed over 4,000 times from 1830 to today. Some of them were spelling errors and grammatical errors, but also there was very big uh, changes, uh, especially changes that have to do with the plurality of gods, uh, that Jesus is God and God is God. They're not the part of the Godhead, the same one uh, one God, three persons, but that actually uh, Jesus is a created being. Those things were introduced. Um, so when we look at the uh, the following, the translation of the Book of Mormon is that those plates were taken back up into heaven conveniently because there were these plates. and Well, they got taken back up to heaven for safekeeping, so you can't see the plates. Uh, and uh, But this book is supposedly an account of the de- God's dealings with the original inhabitants of America from 2247 B.C. to 8421. I uh, forget the name. Uh, of those people there, but there is no archaeological record of these people. All the claims of the Book of Mormon, there's no archaeological evidence where there is overwhelming archaeological evidence for the Old Testament, for the New Testament, uh, for the time of Christ, for the time of David, for the time of the prophets, the captivity, uh, and not only biblical, uh, and every single time they look where the Bible says things are, they find it over in Israel. So there is overwhelming, and as year by year goes by, more and more evidence is there that uh, the Bible we know is already true, but it confirms and it verifies what the Bible has already said. And uh, the Book of Mormon doesn't have that. They don't have one shred of archaeological evidence. They actually have an archaeologist that they know they, they, they know that they don't have any evidence for that, and that so they just haven't found it yet. Spent millions of dollars trying to find this archaeological evidence, and there is none. Why? Because it's made up. It is all fictional. Uh, and uh, there's no way to prove it. Uh, there have been almost 4,000 changes to the Book of Mormon. Also, they said, uh, well, I trust my Book of Mormon. Well, which one? Uh, the 1931 edition, the, ni- the 1830 edition, or the modern-day edition that we have right now? Uh, which one is the Book of Mormon? And there's significant changes in between. But also, the main issue is that they plagiarize a lot of words and even whole chapters from the King James Bible. Uh, they've lifted entire chapters out of Isaiah uh, and plagiarized over 27,000 words from the King James. And you may be thinking, well, that, well, what's the big deal about that? That, that doesn't pose a problem. Well, actually it does, because this book, the Book of Mormon, was supposedly finished in AD 421, while the King James Bible wasn't translated and produced until 1611, over 1,200 years later. So how in the world is a book that supposedly dates from AD 421 plagiarizing and direct word-for-word stealing from the King James Version of the Bible? That doesn't make any sense. That's a humongous problem that they do not have an answer for. Not only that, uh, there's current doctrinal positions in the Mormon Church, especially the plurality of gods that the Book of Mormon does not teach. And there are 
things that are taught in the Book of Mormon that the church is not practiced today, especially about church organization. Uh, just so much confusion, so much contradiction. There's no plus solid place to stand, and we can stand upon the Word of God, that it was accurately given, uh, and that it was given by the Spirit of God, and we have an accurate translation in the King James Version of the Bible. Uh, we have no need of other ones. The other versions uh, have changes that are doctrinal and all kinds of things. Uh, and even when I was reading uh, Dr. Randy Starr's book on fasting and praying, the changes to the doctrine of fasting given in the NIV and the NESV are just staggering, and there's no call for that except for the undermining of the doctrine of seeking the Lord in fasting, which the devil would love, because uh, when Jesus, came, when his disciples came to Jesus and they could not heal a man, uh, a young boy that was uh, possessed by a demon, they said, we tried to cast him out, we could not, and Jesus said, only by, uh, this kind only cometh out by prayer and fasting. He said, oh, you have little faith. So that verse is missing completely in NIV and other versions. So. Uh, where Jesus gives the instruction of how to correct it. So we have to be very, very careful about adding and taking to the Word of God. The Book of Mormon is completely fictional, contradicts the Bible, cannot be trusted, and that needs to be pointed out to those if you're dealing with people that trust in the Book of Mormon. Uh, they say, well, just pray about and see if the Book of Mormon's true. Well, uh, we don't need to pray about whether or not the Book of Mormon's true. We know it's not simply by the details and of its uh, giving and all of those things. It's completely false. It's been proven false over and over again. That's not something we need to pray about. It's just something we need to reject. So, uh, but uh, those people need to pray. They claim the Bible's true. We'll show them from the Bible about how these, how their doctrines are incorrect. But when they, they say they believe the Bible, but then they get, look at it and say, well, the Book of Mormon is an addition. It enlightens the, the, the Bible. And they, many, do, many of them do not really see or believe that uh, the Book of Mormon and the Bible disagree. So that is a very, very important matter at that point that they don't they believe that there's no disagreement between those two. If we show the disagreement and show them where the Bible says this and the Book of Mormon says something different, that is where we will win them to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ as their true Savior, not the Jesus of the Book of Mormon, but the Jesus of the Bible our Lord and Savior, and teach them how they can come to Christ. All right, well, this is what we're dealing with for this particular episode. Hope this has been helpful. Um, there is a book by Ron Rhodes called The Ten Most Important Things You Can Say to a Mormon as a resource for this episode, so I wanted to let you know about that. There's also other great books about how to deal with Mormonism. I wouldn't suggest diving deep into what the Mormon Church teaches, but that simply we know biblically what we believe and how we can combat these false ideas and these false teachings. But thank you for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe. Click below to subscribe and uh, get... Uh, your RSS feed subscription so that when a new episode drops every Monday morning, you'll be notified and you won't miss a single episode as we continue on in this series, part number two. And uh, we'll look at another aspect of Mormonism and look at what the Bible has to say. Remember, God is not the author of confusion. Thank you for joining me today, and I'll see you next time.